So it's really easy to just pop down to the local filling station as access uh, to get access to the shop there. Many years ago, we had the Corner Cafe, but that's now disappeared with the local convenience shop at the filling station. In fact, tonight, off the money show, got to stop in and I'll be at a Coltex. I'm going to go in and get some milk and bread and a few other things. But have you ever wondered how it all works? It's very easy for you and I to go and do that. Tonight in How It Works, looking at the fresh stop at Coltex, celebrating 10 years next month. It's a partnership between two of the country's most respected brands, that Fruit and Veg City, which is now Food Lovers Market, and Chevron. Joining us in our Cape Town studio to discuss how it works is Joe Boyle, the Commercial Director at Fresh Stop. Hi, Joe. Good evening. Welcome to The Money Show. Good evening, Ray, and good evening to your listeners. So, the first pilot was about 10 years ago. I mean, tell us more. What happened after that? Well, our first actual franchise store opened in Cape Town as well, and it opened in Seaview. Um, the retailer was a guy called Ali Gafour. Um, he was probably one of the, the trendsetters at the time. Um, we had this, we had the model with the four stores operating. We had great success, but we seen there was much more potential. Now, it was initially a rollout in the Western Cape. Our big obstacles were then moving to places like the Eastern Cape and Limpopo and building in those infrastructures around there. We were very fortunate to have Food Lovers Market behind us. They've got their 10 distribution centers. They had a team of buyers at that stage. They had a, a head office infrastructure. We used their HR departments, their administration departments, their legal departments. And then, of course, we used the expertise of Brian and Mike Kopp and the founders of Food Lovers Market. And we took that along as we built up with retailers going along and we built what we call a, a franchise forum uh, and these guys were selected out of the people that we were using to be fresh stop retailers um, we took what they had as experience and at that stage it was 180 odd star marts uh, and we were building the fresh stop brand up we said now how do we take what they were doing with what they called in the old days the five c's the chocolates chips cokes carbonate uh, cokes uh, carbonated soft drinks, um, <laughs> chocolates and coffees. And yeah. how do we turn that into something unique? And we use the, the food lovers market, uh, expertise and the biggest element that they have, which was the fruit and veg and took that to the local convenience stores. Now, if you could imagine getting, having the biggest buyer in South Africa from the local markets of fruit and veg as a support structure. And it was always difficult for, for the suppliers to get to our convenience stores because the convenience stores were small. Um, they didn't want to take a lot. They didn't have backup space. So now all of a sudden we said, okay, we'll use that space, but we'll turn the product through a lot quicker. So using yeah. the fresh element and trying to take it away and give it that healthier option and, and then and then expand on the fruit and veg. And, and look, fruit and veg is not the biggest participation of our sales. It runs about between 4 and 5%. But you mm. take then and you say, well, what can we turn into healthier options and things like nuts, um, wraps, smoothies, juices, energy bars, dried fruit, and even bultong, and bring them in and bring them in as category enhancements and give them a birthright, give them a home in your store, make yeah. sure the quality's right and the pricing's right, and then you start getting that model together. I see. That's interesting. Just hearing what you're saying there, was there ever a sort of a, a point that you got? You, you, you spoke about the Eastern Cape and other provinces. Did you ever think to yourself, Maybe we shouldn't go to a certain area because we're just not going to make money. Uh, Bruce, we, we, we get that fairly often. But again, if you build up a line, uh, and, and even though my accent's Irish, I can tell you I've been to places like Mflotlo, Flagstaff, Kokstad, Guiani, 
Bushbuck Ridge. And, and then those experiences say, well, how do we build the lines to those places? And yeah. if you build a truck, a four-ton truck, then you build it to an eight-ton truck. And as I say, you've got stores then like the Food Lovers Market around the country, and you can use those as bases. Then you say, okay, let's start make, let's making sure we get it to those sites. The Caltex mm. brand itself have some very fantastic sites around the country in those areas. The people in those areas are hungry for the products that we bring. And I'm sure you're aware, the convenience industry 25, 30 years ago never really had a good reputation for freshness. They never yeah. really had a good reputation for price. So the fact that we're able to use the buying power from Food Lovers Market, bring those prices to the people in those areas has made it something like a, a huge success for us because we can get those products to them at the same price as the Food Lovers Market, maybe a little bit more, purely purely because of the volumes, but we're able to get them as close as we can to those prices that they would pay at some of the big hypermarkets and supermarkets. Okay, this feature is called How It Works, and I've often wondered to myself as well, you spoke about food lovers and their networks. I mean, if you have to get... Uh, a distribution of food to the different areas. I mean, how does this work? Do you have trucks going on shifts? I mean, how does your distribution network actually work? Well, look, as I say, the, 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 we've got probably about 30 trucks around the country. And along with that, we use our suppliers and some of the bigger suppliers. And this business, even though the, the C stores were pushing small volumes, the f- numbers that we're pushing through the stage at the minute now warrants those trucks going three and four times a week to the sites. When you build on the range and make sure the range gets bigger and you continually add to that range and the volumes are going through, the economies then start working out. And if you look at, at what we've done in some of the stores, and, and we talked about bringing in uh, local brands, we've opened within our stores um, 130 Seattle coffee shops. Now, yeah. 130 and 300, it's quite a percentage. If you add on top of that 60 crispy chickens that we're selling, deep fried chicken, if you add on the 34 grilled to goes where we're selling flame grilled chicken, those all add on the economies. The economies then carry on because you've got people in the stores and doing the same job. You've got the same, same storage. You've got the same people mm. serving. So it all adds on to the economies and making sure that those smaller sites get a return so the trucks going out to those sites are able to be filled up and that gives us yeah. our economies. So in other words, you're buying local, which is, as I say, local is lacquer, which is a, is a really good thing. When it comes down to that, I mean, quality control as well, how do you manage that? Because very often, cheaper doesn't mean good. Exactly. Um, look, as I say, the food lovers, have, I've got a, the, the big, they're the biggest buyers of the fruit and the fresh produce. If you look at the products where we do a lot of preparation on site, um, that, that takes a bit of work putting it together. That's training and in-store skills. And again, if you can get the people in the stores to be trained up to the right levels, you can have the right product in the store. Now, we, we've been recently on a what we call a food serve program. Uh, we've trained in the last year over a 1,000 people out of the group that works with Fresh Top. Our drive this year is to drive, train a 1,000 and a half. And not only that, but to upskill those people in the smaller rural areas, making sure that they can deliver the right quality. On top of that, then we use outside companies to do health and hygiene checks on the stores. That's independent checks. Um, mm-hmm. We do swab tests, we do checks in the sites. And then obviously you got your train right the way back to the supplier, your audit trails, making sure the product gets to the store 100% before you have it in the store. It's, it's working along with the right suppliers and their distribution networks, making sure we check those by the time they get them to the store. 
Yeah. Food lovers has also gone through a bit of a metamorphosis, hasn't it, over the past, I think, past couple of years. We're seeing them spring up everywhere, and they're becoming quite a nice alternative. Yeah. Brian and his team um, are phenomenal in that, in that. And it's one thing that we learned from the beginning, coming into the convenience, because as one can imagine, a lot of our, our my retail experience and Brian's retail experience is from some of the supermarkets and the bigger supermarkets. So, so what Brian does normally... Every year, every two years, he takes a selected group of people and he takes them to Europe or America and sees what's happening. So one of my first years with, with Fresh Stop, we went along with. Um, that wasn't exactly the market that we were looking for. So we found what we call uh, a, uh, an convenience industry uh, forum. It's called NACS, the National Association of Convenience Stores. They hold forums around the world. The biggest one is in America. It's got about 1,100 1,200 suppliers. It takes through plus minus 25,000 people through the show every year. So we started getting on that and started understanding what was happening in convenience around the world. That led us to seeing what we wanted to be four or five years down the line. So we opened one of our, our first, what we call futuristic stores, which was Airport City. And we entered this into the convenience store of the world, best convenience store in the world. And we won it. Sure. Sure. That's <laughs> so, so, so we, and, and on top of that, then we get a lot of exposure from all our countries similar to South Africa. I'd say Brazil, mm. uh, those type of countries. What are they doing? And then you look at Europe and you look at the Americas and you say, okay, well, how do we take that, bring it back to South Africa and make it work in our context, especially with the, the, the diversity of our country, the diversity of the areas. I and mean, you take Santon. And around the corner, you've got Alexander. So you've got the two stores, two kilometers apart. You can't have exactly the same range. You can't have exactly the same pricing. So you've got to make sure that you're bringing in worldwide technologies, but localizing it to make sure that you get the right target market coming into your store and give the customer what the customer's needs are. Now, just speaking about that, I mean, how does it work? Say, for instance, you guys have got your fresh stop, and then you have BP down the road, and somebody else, and on it goes in total, and on it goes. Is there some sort of agreement between all of you that there's sort of an anti-compete radius of, say, 10 kilometers? How does it work? No, there's <laughs> nothing like that. It's, <laughs> it's dog-eat-dog out there. But on saying that, what we've seen our competitors do, um, some of them have brought some really fantastic concepts along with. Um, in the 10 years that we've been in the industry, and we started along with one of the other big brands about the same time, we've got twice as many stores that they have. Um, but that was our strategy to get those yeah. 300 stores open. And when we see what, what what's coming, I wouldn't say coming behind, but coming along with, it actually makes you feel good because we, we are a small sector of the market. And I think if we can change that concept, that perception of high price, not good quality products as, as an industry, then it can only lift the industry and do better for the whole industry. Okay. Joe Boyle is the commercial director at Fresh Stop. Your questions for him, 011-883-0702 or 021-446-0567. Right, tonight in How It Works, looking at the Fresh Stop at Caltech, celebrating 10 years next month. And uh, it's so interesting because our guest tonight is Joe Boyle, commercial director at Fresh Stop. And we were just talking, Joe, about starting with that first store and then it just expanded and expanded. What is making you so sort of competitive? What is making you expand faster than the others? Thanks, Ray. I think what, what we've got is really success breeds success. 
uh, with being a franchise, if you open stores that are not successful, you're not going to continue having that, that success. And, and the key around that is, is I really believe it's the people that we work with. Uh, we've got projects teams, we've got operations teams, and these guys are really focused on what they're doing. Because if you can imagine being a franchisor, but actually not picking your franchisee, because the franchisee are already franchisees of the Caltex brand. So we've got to take these people who've been selling the five C's for the last 80 years that, that Caltex have been here uh, and turn them into fresh, fresh fruit and veg retailers. So building that and working along with the guys and helping them understand that you can't just buy bananas and put it on the shelf and leave it there and hope that it's going to sell. You've got to buy bananas and watch your, make sure the quality is right. Make sure they're on the shelf where you're storing them. If you're seeing that they're not moving, get specials going. And, and one of the things that we learn is your first loss is your best loss. So if you want to make sure you mark it down, you mark it down to a price that you're going to move them all. And, 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 and that success, that continued success. And, and, and I say that, um, it's okay if they sit on a glass tower and say, this is what we want to do at head office. If you don't get the buy-in, from the retailers and our Caltex partners on specific strategies and how we believe they're going to work and then get our suppliers to buy into those strategies along with us, then it's not going to work. You've got to have a win situation for all the parties. And I think that's probably one of the key elements that, that we have yeah. to make and it makes it work. It's teamwork and a win situation for everyone. So it's not just about fresh produce as well, I suppose. It's about ready-made meals. This means a kitchen in the back, a bigger premises as well, I would imagine. Yeah, that was that was another one of our obstacles because you could imagine, again, 25 years ago with convenience, you had a, a little hole in the wall where you had a fridge and maybe a few bars of chocolate inside it. We've taken over stores where there's been workshops and we've now had to refit them out and, and make them into food areas, which is quite a bit of capex for a lot of the retailers. Um, making sure then that he gets a return on investment for that. So you've got to make sure that, in fact, when we're going through now, we've got stores that's 10 years old, we're going through refreshes. So it's okay to fix the lights and the tiles and, and some of the signage on the windows, but you've got to bring that new innovation that makes sure yeah. that the retailer gets an increased RAND value on the previous year. Yeah, it's interesting. Gavin in, is it Gavin in Cape Town? Hi, Gavin. Uh, hi, uh, I just want to tell them they're an absolute godsend. Uh, don't tell my wife, but I drink about 10 cups of coffee a day. And uh, the, waterfront, uh, the waterfront fresh stop has got a little secret coffee machine uh, for, I think, uh, traffic services and uh, you know police and also for uh, tour guards and taxi drivers. And uh, yeah, I won't tell you how much it is, but it's, it's much discounted and it's fresh and it's, oh man, it's a godsend. Yeah, and that's what really look after the people that to look after you guys through the night and that job. Well done. Nice right. one, Gavin. Thank you, Gavin. Gavin is a tour guide. Gavin, I hope your wife's not listening because you, you bust. You absolutely bust. But it does come down to that coffee. People, I mean, Joe, people are very, very fussy about their coffee. Yeah, we've got, as I say, 130 Seattle's, and we've, we've yeah. been very fortunate they have a Seattle brand as part of us. Uh, and and the, if you've seen anybody that, that's over-specific about how they want things done, it's the Seattle guys, and we bump heads every once in a while with them. But when they believe that they're doing things right, and we know they're doing it right, because we're looking at the turnovers they're doing, you've got to sometimes take a step back and say, wow, these guys are really experts in their fields. Uh, and with opening the 130 stores with them, we, we, we've came a long way from the past. And looking at some of the numbers, and we broke a record last week, uh, it was our fifth week of the year. Um, 
we, we did four million rands worth of turnover. Now that's that sure. massive money and, and some of the bigger guys out there. But for convenience yeah. stores, they do four million rand in one week worth of barista coffees. If you had told that to anyone in South Africa 10 years ago, that we would sell that value in one week, they would have laughed at you. And, sure, now, and now, now we're breaking records as we go on. That brand today, um, we just had our figures in from our sixth week uh, of the year, the financial year, and they're 26% up on last year. Mm, that's fantastic. That really is good. All right. Where are you thinking of expanding next? I mean, you guys have gone throughout South Africa from one to 300 stores. What's next? No, we've got, uh, we've, look, we've, in, in South Africa itself, the Caltex brand is over 840 stores. Wow. Uh, so, so our drive is to make sure that we have fit for purposes. Um, we've just opened some of the bigger sites. Now, look, uh, again, our average site would be about 250 squares, 300 squares. Uh, we opened our site in Caledon. Uh, in 2016, that was a 400 square meter site. We had eight, uh, what we call APCs. That's an alternate profit brands. That's our crispy chicken, our grill to go, our donut delight, our hot dog cafe, and obviously our Seattle in there and our bulltong bars. Um, and we put in a diner area uh, and it's pretty unique the way it operates. Uh, and from we, and our, our 300 store that we just opened was our eighth diner. Now, that sure. again was another store, almost 300 square meters. We've got a team at our office, uh, our, our young leaders, we call them, and we're working on a store at the minute, which is called uh, Fresh Stop Super Convenience. That store, we're looking at over a 1,000 square meters for a convenience store. Wow, that's incredible. All right, now, collaborations with others. I mean, sometimes when you stop to fill up and uh, the guy will ask you, do you have your Edgar's card, your Woolies card, and 15 other cards? I mean, what are you guys doing with collaboration apart from food lovers? Caltex has got a, a fantastic loyalty program with Standard Bank, UCount, uh, and we're linked into that at Fresh Stop. So we work along with the UCount guys as a loyalty program. And we give certain discounts uh, along with our, uh, if you use uh, the standard bank card. And they also, they give up to five rand per liter um, back on the UCount on the forecourt. So that, that, that's one of our loyalty programs we're running with at the minute. Speaking of which, and hopefully at some point in our country it's going to happen, is fuel regulation. What does Caltex get out of it, apart from people being attracted to your lovely food and all the rest of it? But, I mean, fuel regulation, would you look at going into that at some point? Hopefully, you know, we can all sort of compete for fuel prices. Yeah, they, look, they've been talking about that for a while, Ray, so I think I'm not going to go too far into that. And it's, it's, yeah. out of, it's out of our field. We've got two fuel stations at the minute that, that we run as a corporate, and we really do that as, as, a, as a field. They do, let's do tests, let's see how it goes. But the fuel industry is a very tight industry. Um, yeah. You know, it's regulated. You've, there's certain rules and regulations you've got you to work with. So, so we let the experts in that, uh, the Caltex guys, they work on that, and we work in the fuel. We work in the convenience stores. Right. Final question. Who is your stiffest competition and why? And do you spy on them? <laughs> well, look, when we go to, when we go to Europe and America, we spy on lots of guys, but, but there is some great competition out here. Um, I, I would, you know, if, if I, if I look around, I, I would say probably the guys, the, the, the famous brand guys in the quick serve restaurants, uh, the expertise mm. that they have, um, in those areas, uh, we're learning a lot as we move into that. So, so we pick up a lot from what, what, what those guys do. And we've had quite a few international brands come into the country recently. Um, not very successfully. Uh, some of them have been successful. But again, yeah. you learn from their processes and procedures. And I think 
the, 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 the key around that is how to Africanize it, how to make it work in South Africa. Yeah, that's the big thing. Joe Boyle, Commercial Director at Fresh Top on how it works. Great to have you on The Money Show. It's been fascinating chatting to you tonight. Thank you, Joe. The Money Show with Bruce Whitfield was brought to you by APSA Corporate and Investment Banking, bringing you award-winning trade and working capital funding solutions to unlock the full potential of your business story. APSA is a registered FSP.